0: behind the scenes of our best days this
1: is season season two episode one this is our very first episode wow thank you yeah to all of those who are who are watching behind the scenes or listening yeah
0: you could be listening
1: this is season two season two let's let's give it up for (laughs) season two Mike, check. Mike, check. Mike, check. Thank you for the
0: sweet, <laughs> sweet things you said about uh, season one. Yeah, I I was and thank you for floored. the mean things you said. Yeah, those of you. I was you also We chose to. We chose to build on those <laughs> bricks that you threw us.
1: <laughs> but we're excited about yeah. all things that have uh, that are coming up in season two. Within this, this is going to be released um, towards you know September end of August twenty twenty one. And so we are in the middle of um, you know victory conference. Yes, forty year anniversary. What are some other things? Man, we've got a fall production. We've got a Christmas production. We've got all this and the stuff. fall product is something new that we've never done. Never
0: done this before. It's Pilgrim's Progress being revisited and modernized. And we're calling it Pilgrim's, Pilgrim's Playlist. Playlist. And we're doing three weeks of live and film production. So it's which like has part one, happened. part two, part three. Three episodes. So it's
1: basically doing like three Christmas or Easter productions. Yeah. But in, in three weeks in a, throughout the span of 21 days. Right. So basically yeah. week in one, week in two, week mm-hmm. in three. Yeah in october of 2021 that's right and so it's yeah. kind of like life church does this brilliant model called at the movies so cool in the summers Yeah, in the summers and they yeah. do movies and mm-hmm. then their sermon with it right it's similar to that except for we create we, yeah. we make the movies we make the movies and and it's live and the, acting and all that type of stuff yeah. so it's an exciting thing yeah but yeah so this being um season two episode one of behind the scenes of our best days uh yeah. It has just been really mm. great. And I still enjoy doing it with you
0: very much. So very mutual, very mutual.
1: <laughs> in fact, okay. Can we be honest with you? This is at, we usually just hit record and we yeah. go for it. Yeah. This is in and, th- and it's, this is going to get into what we are talking it about totally. within this whole thing. You're going to mm-hmm. hear this probably two to three weeks after our conference mm-hmm. and, um, Okay, sorry, before we set this up, this thing is called behind the scenes of our best days because at all of our services, in our conferences, even with guest speakers, in our chapels, in our schools, in our Bible college, and all of those things, we have a confession. And in that confession—
0: We say, my best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus
1: lives in me. So it's a confession that we all say. It's kind of like a cult but with less sacrificing without the heresy, it's, without the heresy. Uh, it's still true and good it's yeah. still true and good we we believe you can't live a positive life with, with a, a negative mouth a chai <laughs> so anyways but we say that and and so this podcast is kind of a behind the scenes of our best days yeah. at victory it's yeah. culture, the ethos, all those types of things. Yeah. Um, for us, August is kind of like a January. Totally. Yeah. It's kind of like a kickoff of a new year because we have a Christian school, K-3 through 12th grade, with about 1,100 students. Yeah. And we have a Bible college with about a little over 200 students. Yeah. All of those things start mm-hmm. at the end of August, right mm-hmm. after our conference, and yeah. it's kind of a kickoff. It's yeah. just a unique thing. Yeah. But... Uh, what we talked about in season one is everyone posts about their best days. Sure. And what you see actually on a Sunday sure. with the worship mm-hmm. and everyone smiling yeah. and what you see if you watch church online mm-hmm. and what you hear from the from whatever pastor is preaching is basically your best foot forward, your your best days. Right. We talk about things behind the scenes, behind the scenes of that, because yeah. sometimes it's rough. Sometimes it's hilarious. Sure. Sometimes it's awkward and cringy. It's always real life. It's always real life. Yeah. yeah in yeah, fact, yeah. we actually need to be honest. Uh, again, like I was going to say, mm. we are re-recording episode one. Yeah. Because we this is not our first time to record episode one of season two. Right, right. So we recorded it. We did a while back, and we've done several episodes, but we did one.
0: And then we – I don't remember exactly what point in the summer we were at, but we were looking at the rest of the summer. We were looking at July, August – and then basically just pulled out a calendar all the way to, I think, like next April
1: of 2022. Yeah, until Easter yeah.
0: 2022. And it was just a lot of stuff. And so it
1: was d- required and demanded of me and Arvin. Totally.
0: And the stuff that we are, obviously, it goes without saying, but let's make sure we say it. We're utterly grateful and graced by God to do it. Love our leadership. Of course, we are honored to do the productions that we do put out the stories, the conference specials. It's a massive privilege and uh, I'll never take it for granted. But we also were wanting to improve our process and procedures. And how do we do this in a way that's less costly on our mental and emotional health so that we can also create that environment for others around us as well? So. Uh, We had a conversation. I remember where we sat down and we just wrote everything out about what was going to come down the next pipeline of events and things. And we talked about what does it look like to do this um, at a high level, an excellent spirit, um, and also to not uh, compromise
1: our emotional health and mental health. And friendship.
0: Our friendships. Okay, guys, here's the thing.
1: Me and Arvin, if you watch this on YouTube, me and Arvin work in the same office that's right our desks face each other it's like a cartoon it's like a tv show yeah yeah like in any other world yeah i don't know if this would exist sure you know someone was talking about that tv show psych i hope it's like that but better writing i would hope so um (laughs) (laughs) slam it if you love the tv show psych god bless you yeah god bless you great or the or the show the odd couple yeah from like the earth yeah yeah, yeah yeah anyways but yeah. but one thing was is that noticing you, you've heard of the scripture, it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Pastor Paul has been in a sermon series called Mind Games. Right. It's been very good. And it's nitpicky over trauma, sure. depression, anxiety, being yeah. triggered. Right. And yeah. the feelings buried alive never die. Yeah. So the small things right. that you do, don't want to bring up that you don't want to address because you don't want to make it sure, awkward, right. especially if you have a friend mm. and you're best friends with someone, there's going to be things obviously that get on your nerves or arguments that you have. Mm-hmm. And then there's just some stuff that you go, Hey, it's totally fine. Sure. Hey, it's cool. Hey, it's fine. Sure. Hey, it's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. like really what that is, is it's sweeping, it's bearing feelings. Sure. Yeah. So when Arvin was like, Hey, there is i was not in a good place i w- i felt weird mm. and i just wasn't saying it yeah and then when arvin goes hey i want to make sure like you mm. and me are cool and that we are good this mm. was after we recorded episode 1 yeah i remember yeah episode 1 guys was not good <laughs> i'm going to be honest yeah. and you guys were like well i would like to hear that <laughs> yeah you would hear it and you go yeah this is sure. not good sure um Anyways,
0: I'm sure the content was fine, but maybe it came from a place of striving on our part or striving we were like, OK, let's do the podcast thing. Whereas months before we were so passionate. And now, again, we're passionate to deliver a conversation on a podcast that really helps people see behind the scenes. Yeah. Whenever
1: I asked Pastor Paul, Pastor Ashley about this, yeah. I was like. I want to talk about behind the scenes of our best days, but I can't be honest about what's honest if I'm not honest with myself. Mm, Wow. Anyways, so you guys are kind of like, okay, you guys are just you know spilling a lot out, but in this day and age, yeah, as we have seen, ministries Mm -hmm. and people come out, and it's like, well. You know, this ministry, this organization, there was leadership that had a moral failure. This person embezzled money. This person had an affair. This person, all of these things. I really believe it comes back to your mental, emotional health and Mm -hmm. all of the small things that you sweep under the rug that at some day there's a straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. And I just don't want that to happen. Same. Absolutely. anyways yeah. thank you guys for being on this wild ride yeah. <laughs> um but yeah. um, so as we were kind of talking about this in season one we yeah. there was a certain episode where we hit on
0: yeah we were talking about the uh having the heart of a shepherd and the vision of a rancher. That, we t- that came up several times in the first season. So we were talking the other day, rec- recouping uh, what it's like to be a shepherd, because that terminology even comes from John 10, where Jesus talks about a shepherd versus a hireling. A hireling is uh, it's kind of like a bad term now, but if you think about it, it's someone that essentially just delivers what they're paid to deliver. You give them a certain amount of money over a certain period of time, and you go, this is the job, do your job. Most people, that's what they consider their job to be. So the context Jesus gives it in is that when a wolf shows
1: up, uh, the hireling runs away. He's not going to protect the sheep. Ooh. So like as far as this goes with it's kind of like parents will always care more than a babysitter.
0: For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But then on the other side, when you're a shepherd and you care so much more, A hireling has different problems than a shepherd. A hireling might be bored, even though they're doing fine. They go from job to job getting paid to do their whatever they're hired to do. A shepherd, though, is not just considering like, okay, are these sheep good? It's like, what's their quality of life? Am I protecting them and taking care of them? Are they uh, paying attention? Are they observing? So as a, you know, coming from a pastoral heart, yeah, because
1: this is we're, we're focusing on ministry here, even though yeah. we can focus on a lot of things. But. Absolutely.
0: You know, and it can apply in any industry, anywhere you work. I mean, I'm sure there's not a single mom listening to this that doesn't understand what it's like to have the heart of a shepherd. Your concerns are different. So I think mm. our, the co- conversation we had uh, like a month ago or longer and the observations we've been making are, are on people we know and love is like, we actually do care about more than just work getting done. Like if, if, if everything was done and it was done on time and it happened well, but no one wants to talk to each other anymore and they don't want to be around one another, they, they want to get the bare minimum done and get out of here. Then you've sacrificed your long term culture for a short term. It's I hesitate to even call it a win. It's more of a, just a short term something happened. It, it doesn't contribute to what you're trying to do in a person's life. So people who shepherd and are being shepherded, the concerns are very different. They get real passionate, real invested. And if you don't have a prepared structure emotionally to go into being shepherded and shepherding, then it's going to get unhealthy.
1: So basically let's break this down. Yeah. So victory conference, you guys are going to see the product. As a shepherd comes to the state fair, and the shepherd shows off its prize-winning sheep, and it's like, these sheep are beautiful, and everyone goes, whoa, and then they give awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like what Victory Conference or production is, or even a weekend here at Victory. It showcases the It showcases things. It showcases the best days. Right. And in fact, yeah. if someone is in Bible school or yeah. if someone is like really, really wants to work at a ministry, yeah. they see the best mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. They see, oh, man, I just want to be a shepherd for people. I just want to love people. Sure. Good. And I'm like, easy, yeah. because it gets messy yeah. specifically right. when you get involved. Mm. If you're a person, so you guys have heard of empaths mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. you know if you're woke or whatever sure, sure. but basically it's someone who gets very very emotionally invested and they can pick up on vibes of mm-hmm. people yeah they can pip they can pick up uh they they call intuition or discernment sure, or sure. the holy spirit or whatever it is yeah where they can sense if mm-hmm. someone is down they can mm-hmm. sense all of those things start coming whenever you're a shepherd Right. It's like you open your soul up to totally. the emotions of other people. Yeah. So if you're a youth pastor, if you're a worship pastor, yeah. then you're no longer just doing... Like when people think of worship pastor, they go, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Um, writing songs, mm-hmm. um, uh, constructing the songs in a studio, putting out albums, doing mm. these... Uh, entering people into worship, um, you know... Uh, Practicing, rehearsing with this music and this instrument, but they don't think about the person who's playing bass guitar. (laughs) Yeah, um, you know, comes and they're drunk. Right. I'm not saying that happened here, but I'm saying like they're drunk, and you just say, "Hey, I know you're drunk," (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it's Sunday morning. Yeah, and uh, and and so it's it's having that conversation of Mm -hmm. like, "Hey." Why are you drunk at Sunday on mm-hmm. Sunday at a uh, you know at mm-hmm. at, at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. You must be going through some things as opposed to like hey dude you're going to mess up the sound of this morning go home
0: sure yeah
1: and so it's yeah. a unique totally um, balancing act mm-hmm. and so anyways you guys say wow this is a very weird example I'm just being what I'm trying to do is I'm trying yeah. to connect real life examples with you yeah yeah so, Today, we're talking about the frustrations of a shepherd when it yeah. comes to ministry. Yeah. If, it, if you're running a department, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, funny, humorous stories whenever it mm. comes to this. Yeah. Oh, man. So, like, I remember, I remember. <laughs> I remember the excitement of what I heard about youth pastor. I was a youth pastor for five or six years. And the idea of, Hey, you get to plan these events once a month and then you get to preach. And I was like, really, because in my heart, I loved art. So I was like, Oh great. I get to do a lobby. I I get to design lobby. And then I get to design a playlist as people come in. And then, you know, we're going to do parent meetings. And I had all of these things planned out. Mm -hmm. And then Uh, and we, we were running buses to different schools and I was like, okay, do we make sure that all this, all the buses on the way home, let's feed them dinner. Let's make sure that we order pizza. And so, and then like, here's the sermon. I want to make sure that I have these, these three points in the sermon and they rhyme and they all start with P like (laughs) purposed planning prayer brings perfection towards God, whatever. I don't know. It was, it was all of those small things I just got really, really invested in Yeah. And in my mind, I became this obsessed with like Wednesday nights, we had youth Mm -hmm. and I became obsessed with like, what happened? John was in control over Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. from 3 PM until 10 PM. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And how things were done and all this type of stuff. And I put so much effort Mm -hmm. into like um, setting up the games, the game room that we had, making mm-hmm. sure that we had this at the concessions, yeah. and you know, and I would go around to every kid and make sure I talked to every kid—the homeschool, the public school, yeah. the the private school kid. Yeah. Um, I wanted to make sure that all of the chairs in the sanctuary were were angled toward the stage. There was not one chair that was angled towards a wall. Mm. Which sounds <laughs> duh, but if you walk into some sanctuaries, sure, there are church there are chairs angled towards the wall. Right. <laughs> anyways that's just my own weird thing like yeah. i wanted every chair angled towards the thing i wanted to 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 make sure that there was room down front as we welcome kids up to worship sure, and all that type of stuff sure, yeah. so i thought through all those things totally yeah and then it was great I, it's a good thing yeah it's yeah. a great thing yeah And I started learning the kids' names, and I would Mm -hmm. give them rides home at night, and I would get home at 1230 or 1 Mm -hmm, mm a.m. And I just thought, I'm doing a great work, and I can't come down. You know, Mm -hmm. Nehemiah, Nehemiah, building the wall. Yeah, yeah. Building the wall for youth ministry. Right. And so I basically, I, I started, and this is something that Arvin said the other day. I secretly gave more than anyone else, Mm -hmm. and I expected God to publicly bless me. Right. I'm going to say that again. This is these are Arvin's words. He said it yesterday. (laughs) I secretly gave more than anyone else, and I expected God to publicly bless me. Right. Right. And then whenever I am at a ministry meeting, and there's more people that don't work in the youth, Mm -hmm. and and they're bringing me parents they go hey parents don't like it if you're playing a secular rap beat <laughs> as you drive up why not play barlow girl right. and i'm like what <laughs> and then and then i'm like do you understand the nuance of a, i'm trying to reach the public school kid i must use chameleon air <laughs> instrumental beats and akon and young jeezy Trying to keep it easy. <laughs> yeah. you know, and I yeah. was like, No, you guys don't understand, like I'm yeah. trying to reach them and yeah. but we're but we're also talking about praying in tongues and right. I'm trying to balance and I'm trying to do these things <laughs> yeah. and I wanna make sure that kids know that I have a hot wife and so mm. I say, This is my smoking hot wife <laughs> and I say those things. Right. Because I wanna show them that you can be married and have fun and sure all those types of things. Yeah. Great in my intentions. mind, they were very small intentions, but I was so right. invested, and in, I was like, but you don't understand Jimmy, and I had all these stories about mm-hmm. Jimmy that I gave him a ride home, and yeah. anyways, sure. and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, we understand. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing. You overspent on budget. Right now, you're averaging this many students, Yeah. and then we got into conversations about offering, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you want these students to give offering? They don't have jobs, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I become belligerent uh-huh. because of my investment, yeah. And the frustrations of a shepherd is like, do you not see all? Mm-hmm. And and there was things that I was taking, I was taking personal. I was even doing things that weren't asked of me. Mm. And if you work at a church. Especially if you are a sound—that's why there is angry audiovisual people. Sure, yeah. If you are a sound man at a church yeah. and you're bitter, it's because you care about the quality of a sound. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm 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 not picking on you. I'm just saying this is an yeah, example. It
0: tends to happen. Yeah.
1: You become very invested, sure. and then you get bitter and angry mm-hmm. whenever a pastor um, takes his two fingers and he taps on the mic and he goes, "Is this thing on?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like on stage or he snidely makes remark like, Hey guys, next slide. Sure. Next slide. Sure. All those small things begin to bother you because you're so invested into something because you've given more than anyone else when no one else was watching and you go, don't you understand? I'm trying to shepherd the sound and AV department. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. So I'm, so I'm trying to bring, I'm trying to bring palpable experience and illustrations to those who are listening. Yeah. And so you go, OK, so right. now what do I do with it?
0: Right, right. Which usually, at least especially the first several times, you don't notice until it's too late and the blow up is happening and you're
1: exhausted. And I think and you snap on the pastor. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Or, or some other or, or your kid or this or whoever or yourself. Ooh. you know. But thankfully, there have been enough experiences where now we look back on it and we go, OK, so if. I examine my behavior and my motives and I journal about this and I, I, I go to counseling and I talk about it. A lot of times what tends to happen is we like we get into a church environment and we go, OK, so these are good things you can do. I'm going to do these good things. And what they're going to do is they're going to earn me uh, the permission to to love myself. And to be oh. validated in who I am. And this is gonna get me. So the you, you, you I attach
1: want. your value to your output. Yeah, yeah. You put them all in the same house.
0: Which oh, is a okay, big, okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So
1: basically, mm. the shepherd is saying, how I take care of the sheep because I'm a shepherd. Sure, I'm a graphic designer right. and how I design. Yeah, and the amount of designs that I make. I'm a I'm a cinematographer. I I do I do video for mm-hmm. a church, mm-hmm. and how well this video is mm-hmm. makes me love myself.
0: Right, right. Your self worth is connected to your performance and how you do things. Yikes. So then, if you do a bunch of stuff. You work hard. You're leaning into the idea like if I can just make this really good and I can have the best sheep and this and that, whatever, then other people will find out that I am worthy and I am deserving of love and I am validated and I am a good person. I am wise, whatever. The problem with that is sheep always smell like sheep. Sheep always (laughs) I thought you were about to say something else. (laughs) Yeah. Sheep always smell like sheep. Sheep. That's right. That's right. It is the nature, it's human nature to be human and to have flaws, especially if you're in a ministry context where that's part of the reason you exist is to to draw people in and disciple them. And so if your self-worth is anywhere near the same room as where you're trying to like actively operate in the career you have or the ministry you have, The moment that one of your sheep uh, or someone under your care starts to, like, contradict or invalidate what you're saying, all of a sudden you feel like your self-worth is threatened.
1: Ooh, talk about it.
0: Those things being decided upon already. Like, the best thing in my life is that uh, God didn't let me come on staff in a a ministry until after these things were settled. Mm. Because... Now, when I show up here, it's to get the work done, and to then there's relationship with you and with others here at Victory, and I'm grateful for that. But my self worth is already like I'm not walking around with my passport and my social security number, like trying to get stamps from people, like validate my identity, validate my Yikes. citizenship, validate this. Like in they don't world, have a, stamp. In a
1: In a world where we've been trained subconsciously to do totally. that, absolutely. Okay. Like your worth <clears throat> is in what
0: you do. I don't really have to do that.
1: So when it's locked up in a safe at home, meaning
0: that practically speaking, I know who I am because of who God is in me and I know that that's not going to change today. If it goes really really well or if it goes poorly. So, why should it go well? Because God's given the grace to do something well and excellence for the right purpose. So, purposes. let me
1: ask you a, uh, let me ask you a question. So, if I'm an intern at a young adults mm-hmm. service. Sure. And in my mind, I see myself one day as a young adult pastor. That's really cool. That's featured on s- preachers and sneakers. Sure. And I want to wear a really cool gold chain. <laughs> and I want to bleach my hair. Yeah. And I want to be that midlife crisis individual.
0: <laughs> like turned into you
1: talking about you. I just am, <laughs> it's that guys. I that's what I. am If I'm you're doing just right listening
0: now. to this, John is wearing a gold chain and his hair is bleached. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It guys is. i'm not i'm not falling apart i promise no, um truly. but if it is all of these in in, yeah. in in your mind you're an intern right and you have said like man i know my communication is through the charts sure all of these things and you're passionate you're like i've spent time in the in the word, and i've sure. done all this stuff yeah like wouldn't it make sense for after a year like i should be hired by now sure I should be able to like, I mean, allow me to yeah. do offering, allow me to do the announcements. Sure. Like, sure. Dude, just let me preach. Totally. Yeah,
0: man. I remember being a kid and I really wanted to be an astronaut. And yeah. if you take a five-year-old kid and I mean, usually, what do you say to a five-year-old who wants to be an astronaut? Hey, great. Let's buy you some toys and let's talk about it and dream it. But, but like if you put that kid in space, he would die. And it would be your fault. Ooh, so I think the mercy so of God. Good. It says I hope you guys
1: <laughs> got that. Write this down. When you guys listen to this, if you're listening to when you're working out, press pause. Put this in a calendar alert. And then click save to set an alarm later on in the day. And then that way this will come up to you. Okay, go.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's the idea that Woody Allen has this joke where he says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. I personally hate that joke because it it paints God as this, and he's a famous atheist, but it paints God as this guy in the sky who's like, Oh, those are your plans? Ha 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 ha. You know, like what you have to ask yourself, like, what does God actually do with a five-year-old kid or who's like i want to be an astronaut or a 20-year-old kid same thing who's like i'm gonna be bishop Uh, td jakes i'm gonna be john bevere i'm gonna be this kid i'm gonna be this person like i remember when i was um i had just become an uncle and i had my i was i went over to my sister and her husband's house uh to hang out for a couple hours one day and when i was leaving my niece at the time she was five she runs up to me and she has this piece of paper with a bunch of squiggly lines on it and some shapes. And uh, I go, oh, thank you so much. Uh, and I look at my sister and I'm like, what, what is this? And she goes, oh, she uh, she drew you a map so that you could get home. Aww. And it was so precious. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Now, what did I do? I went in the car. I put that beautiful little picture in my seat and I didn't look at it. I didn't like I just looked there and go oh the intention you have is super precious the intention it's that you have is super sweet if i actually try to follow this map I will die, or if I, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not a real map. So when I, to get away from all the lofty metaphors, what I'm trying to say is when a person goes to God saying, look, I want to be this, I want to be that, this is what's on my heart, God knows maybe the motive behind why you want to be those things. Is it validation, self-worth, is it whatever? And he's able to like kindly, gently go, oh, I understand. But right now, if you really want that, if that's really what I want for you, God says, I have to prepare you. The entire, like, trip or the journey that an astronaut goes on to actually get up into space is nowhere near as long as the amount of time that they spend training, the right. amount of time that they go through everything. You look at Jesus going through 30 years of prep for a three-year ministry because even Jesus had to learn obedience through the things that he suffered, Hebrew right. says. So it's like the big thing for modern-day people who go to church who are saying, this is my platform, my avenue to feel... Uh, my self-worth increase to feel validated, to feel important, that's going to fall apart very, very quickly. And if that was your only motive...
1: So have uh, a separate house.
0: Yeah. Let, let God... It says in Second uh, Corinthians that He has commissioned us as His own and identified us as His own by placing His Holy Spirit in our hearts. So it's that there's, there's the commissioned work that God has for you, but there's also the identity He has for you. And when you pursue the commissioned work He has for you, He's going to identify
1: you first... He will identify you first before you finding your identity and your commission.
0: Exactly. That'll be the most dangerous thing about like the way the world operates is backwards. It's that I I get a bunch of stuff figured out in my career and then I can feel important and I can feel myself worth.
1: And then you have people who are billionaires and they're lonely in their hot tub. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Depression can follow anyone (laughs) anywhere. That's true. Absolutely. So. But yeah, so as far as like you say, okay, so these are the frustrations of a shepherd and, and then like going through like the behind the scenes of it, as we are kind of coming to an end, w- wrapping up is that you can relax because you don't have to be perfect to be an example, mm-hmm. um, which is good. And just knowing that at every ministry, mm-hmm. there are humans mm-hmm. and humans are imperfect My my little brother is my boss Mm -hmm. and my pastor, which means he does he does not dictate my spiritual walk with God. Mm -hmm. Like John does, my name is John. Yeah, John does, Mm -hmm. and so. But I feel called to serve my brother, and I feel called to be here and create for victory. Yeah, and so as me and Paul get in fights, as we get in arguments, as we get in disagreements. Even if he frustrates me, I can still sit in service on a Sunday. And if Paul preaches something, totally. me not in my heart go, he's full of it.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: But, th- and that's why I, I was telling Arvin, it makes sense. If any of you have ever wondered, why are there some guest speakers mm-hmm. that go to a conference or big time mega church pastors? Sure. And, These, these, in in some, you know, Pastor Paul is just a really unique, special individual. Him and Ashley are very personable. They're Mm -hmm. out in the lobby after they preach and they speak. And I used to, at a certain point, and my mom and dad were like that when they started a victory. I used to think that was the way church was supposed to be done. And I Mm -hmm. actually would get turned off to certain um, pastors and ministers that weren't that way. Sure. But then, as the longer I've been in ministry, I've realized whenever a pastor is like, hey, I'm in the green room, and then when I'm in the green room, I'm going to walk out and I'm going to speak and preach, mm-hmm. and then afterwards I am going, I need to go to my hotel room, mm-hmm. they're pouring out something yeah. that God has given them. Yeah. Again, I can't judge people's motives. All I know is that I've learned and I've matured more yeah. is that a pastor... <clears throat> this is just what i've heard through several people is that pastor stephen furtick who is a powerful pastor Mm -hmm. there are people on staff that don't interact with him a whole lot just because he's a private individual and he has to protect the anointing and who he is he has only so much energy that he's able to pour out yeah he writes worship songs and then he also has to be a husband mm-hmm. and a father. Mm-hmm. And if he is expected to not have a falling out with his wife, mm-hmm. to continue to be a good dad to his kids, yeah. and to deliver a fire word right. every single weekend, mm-hmm. you can bet that he is going to be withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he was open and he gave access to everyone, mm. just the even though, in the eyes of man, it seems like, oh good, he's giving access to everyone. Hmm. That, that withdraws from your personal energy accounts. Right, right. And so, for instance, we, for, for Victory Conference, Bishop T.D. Jakes was coming in. Mm-hmm. We were given rules mm-hmm. by people that are on his ministry about, like, hey, he's here, and then he's going here, and then um, these people were set in place to protect TD Jakes' mental and emotional health. Yeah. Whether you agree with it or not, hmm. God's hand is on Bishop TD Jakes. Yeah. And so those energy and emotional accounts have to be protected and the anointing has to be protected. But imagine if Bishop TD Jakes got frustrated and snapped on someone. That person mm-hmm. that he snapped on yeah. would be difficult for them to be ministered to. Yeah. If Bishop T.D. Jakes was preaching and that person was in the audience. Yeah. The same thing happens when Pastor Paul is very involved with people. Mm-hmm. There are certain people, because Pastor Paul is a human, mm. if he has had a tough conversation with an individual and now that individual is sitting in an all staff or they're sitting in a, in a church service, yeah. all of a sudden there is an opportunity for bitterness to creep in and them to be like, Pastor Paul, Is full of it. He's fake. Mm. When in reality, he just had a tough conversation with you, and it's hard for you to now receive because you can't separate. Sure. The boss, Paul, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the friend, Paul, the pastor, Paul, the brother, Paul. Yeah. Like, and so I now understand when pastors protect that. So those are other frustrations of people who are being shepherded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully today you Mm -hmm. can walk away with, okay really i am i am responsible for my own spiritual growth yeah. and this is just how things are this is the behind the scenes of our best days and at and at the end of the day is that at, if you are a leader mm-hmm. you know like obviously you need to obey the holy spirit and you need to be kind and loving and you need to smell like the sheep yeah but it just looks different for different people yeah absolutely but absolutely yeah so anyways this was an interesting episode one of season two from behind
0: the scenes of our best days hopefully
1: you guys tune in because i believe they get better and better every week we love you guys if there's something that you guys want to hear about comment let us know Mm -hmm. we would love to talk about it Love love you guys